1: Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. I am your host, Ryan McGuire. This is a podcast I created to help all of us on this journey we call life. There's a lot that life throws our way, whether good or bad, and there are so many things we just don't understand. So I sit down with people from all over the world with different backgrounds, different talents, different knowledge, and great advice to help all of us understand life just a little better and apply these tools to our lives to help make us better and happier people. And in this episode, I can say healthier as I welcome back naturopathic doctor, Dr. Nicole Kane. I had her on the podcast uh, a few months back on episode 16 when we talked about mental health and anxiety and we touched on supplements She has knowledge in so many areas I needed to get her back to talk about this. This is another one of those podcasts that's just absolutely loaded with information. Not just about the supplements you should take, but also about the ones you shouldn't and how marketing works when buying these supplements and vitamins. Dr. Nicole Kane breaks down how to read labels and give some great advice on where to actually get these supplements. We hit on the importance and benefits of taking fish oil on a daily basis. We get into CoQ10 and the benefits of that. We even talk about stimulants, pre-workouts, caffeine, and we even read the labels of some very popular energy drinks and go over every single ingredient. We even talk about the importance of vitamin D and how that's helping fight COVID and other viruses, not just taking vitamin D, but also what to take it with so it's effective. I was really, really excited for this podcast and it lived up to the hype. It's about time we figured out what we're putting in our bodies, how it's working, and where we're getting it from. Get ready to take notes on this episode. Unless you're driving, then you'll have to listen again when you get back home. But there's just so much information. I'm going to post a lot of very helpful links that Dr. Kane gave me in the Instagram post for you to go to check out. With all of that said, I am very, very excited for you to listen to this podcast and all the information you're going to get. Here is Dr. Nicole Kane. Dr. Nicole Kane, welcome back to the show. I'm very, very, very happy to have you back, and I'm very excited about our subject today. But first of all, how are you?
0: I'm so good, and I'm
2: so happy to be back here. You're one of my favorite people to do these recordings with. It's been so exciting, looking forward to our call today.
1: That's Honestly, that's fantastic to hear. Um, (laughs) That means a lot to me. And that also maybe means I can grab you again in the future, because you do have a lot of knowledge and very happy you can take time out of your day to help me and many others understand the world of supplements and what we're getting into. There are so many questions about supplements. Um, But before we kind of deep dive into that, let's reintroduce yourself again and give your background with supplements and how you got to know more about them.
2: My name is Dr. Nicole. I have a master's in clinical psychology and a medical degree in naturopathic medicine. My passion is to help people conquer anxiety. And I do that with people on a consultation basis around the world. And part of how we do that is through a combination of psychology with naturopathic medicine. So I have one foot in the counseling field, the behavioral health field, the trauma field, and then the other foot in understanding what the processes are biologically that can predispose us to anxiety or make anxiety worse. And supplements are a big part of that. And so the way that I typically work with people is I put a bunch of information out. I have tons of free resources. I love doing interviews like this so that people can feel empowered to make decisions on their own. And the really thing is that a side effect of taking good nutrition is that a person gets healthier altogether. So maybe you're looking to get free from anxiety, but a side effect will be that you'll probably have better blood pressure, that you'll have better endurance, stronger muscles, thicker, longer hair, all of the different things that come with increased health. So that's just kind of a mini introduction to the work that I do.
1: And just to kind of go back to our previous episode, um, I I forget when that was, it was a few months ago, that was amazing so we focused more on like your past trauma past experiences and how they affect you today that just shows the variety of knowledge that you have um and so like i said i'm just beyond excited to to talk about supplements uh i'm like i said i'm so confused with a lot of things that i hear and see and a lot of it's the branding and the marketing around supplements today Um, i know things like aren't regulated and i remember in our previous episode Before I went down the path too far, because it's not what we were going to talk about, you brought up fish oil. So let's just hit
0: that
1: (laughs) right off the bat, fish oil. I remember you saying how important fish oil was. You take it daily. Um, Yes. I assume nothing has changed since then. And let's let's just talk about fish oil. Let's talk about the benefits of fish oil and also remind people of where to get it and also maybe where not to get it
2: one of my early memories was in medical school the attending physician had a bottle of kirkland's fish oil and passed it around the classroom in order to teach us what rancid oil smells like and so when you smell fish oil you can tell if you know rancid smells like if the fish oil off the bat is good quality or if it's been compromised in storage And so the conversation goes beyond, is this a good brand? Is this the right form? Is this the right sourcing? And can go even farther into that rabbit hole, if you will, of is this fish oil still what it was originally or has it been compromised and how can I know that? And so when it comes to fish oil, there are a couple things that you need to keep in mind when selecting one. One is where are the fish coming from? And two, are there any additives or anything in that fish oil that you're going to be putting in your body that's problematic? So to select a fish oil, you want to make sure that the fish is pharmaceutical grade fish oil. And that means that it's been tested for purity and they're looking specifically for mercury in fish oil. And so when we have farmed fish and larger fish, the temperature, the water increases and the closeness of the fish increases as compared to Alaskan ocean fish, it's cooler water, they're separated from each other more. And so the amount of metals, is, it tends to be higher in farmed fish. And then also the temperature increase will often result in a change in the actual fatty acid structure in the fish. And so what happens in marketing is really confusing. And so you look at a bottle of fish oil and it says omega-3, 6, 9, and then it says, you know, 500 milligrams. So what we have to do is we have to learn how to interpret labels. We have to learn how to decode what that actually means. So you can flip over the label if you're holding a bottle of fish oil, if you have one here at home, is look at the front and it'll say whatever they're claiming it is. But then you look at the back and then you look at the ingredients. And what you want is a fish oil that's going to be approximately 500 to 750 milligrams of DHA and 500 to 700 milligrams of EPA. And those are two forms of omega-3. So that's what we want. But the problem is that a lot of companies We'll put omega-6 and omega-9 in there because they're much cheaper. They're different kinds of oils. They're not what we need to be getting in our fish oil diet because we get them from so many other places. They're more pro-inflammatory. And so the problem is, is that maybe there's 500 milligrams, but perhaps 90% of that is omega-6 and you're hardly getting any omega-3 fatty
0: acids. And if
2: you are getting omega-3 fatty acids, it might be a problematic form that is contaminated.
1: Wow, so that's
2: that's just a, a teensy little toe in the water of fish oil.
1: So you said pharmaceutical grade. Does it say pharmaceutical grade on the bottle, or do we have to figure that out?
2: You're a lot of marketing. They may say physician grade or pharmaceutical grade, but it's not regulated by the FDA. And so a lot of times, it's you have to know the integrity of the brand and go into their research and where they're sourcing. And the good news is, is that there's great functional medicine doctors that have done that legwork for you. I've done that legwork. And so what I would recommend is if you have somebody listening to this podcast, a family member, a friend, and they're like, oh my gosh, Dr. Kane just like blew my world up. And now I don't know where to start is find a clinician that you trust and ask them for some resources so that you're not having to go down the rabbit hole of uh, fish oil
1: research. Okay. And where do you get your medicine from? Or where do you tell people that are your clients to get it from?
0: I use either
2: Metagenics or Designs for Health mostly. And I have on my website, my favorite fish oil at drnicolecane.com. And so I made it available for my clients. But really, you want to make sure that it's coming from a really good brand. Designs for Health and Metagenics tend to be more physician-grade brands. And so the purity has been proven through third-party testing, and we know that you're actually getting what you're getting.
1: So I think you had mentioned Metagenics in the last podcast, and I remember seeing Metagenics on Amazon. Is that a no-go, only get it from Metagenics, or is that okay to get it from a place like Amazon?
0: So let me tell you about the wonderful world of
2: online vitamin retailers. Yes, this is what this is
1: about. I want to know.
2: (laughs) Yes. And not to talk about one retailer in particular, but generally speaking, because these things aren't vitamins and supplements are not regulated by the FDA. And so what that means is that any Joe Schmo selling Rolex out of his jacket in Manhattan and he has an internet connection, he could put powder in a capsule and sell it online as a supplement or as as medicine. And then your family buys it, they give it to their children and they're taking whatever powder Joe Schmell put on Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's a big problem with Amazon retailers. And so physician grade brands have been fighting Amazon retailers for years. And so then what happens is a retailer, somebody Joe Schmo will put on Metagenics and then he'll sell that And then Metagenics has to go in and have Amazon get rid of that product, get rid of that account. And so it's kind of like a game of whack-a-mole. So what they've ended up doing is they created their own accounts and then they price them significantly higher. So you'll see a bottle of fish oil is like $300 or maybe it's, you know, it's just something more expensive than the consumer needs to pay Mm -hmm. so that they're deterred from buying it online from doppelgangers. And then they can go to their functional medicine doctor, their physician to get the product. Because the other problem with online retailers goes back to what we were saying earlier, is if Joe Schmo actually had a good bottle of Metagenics, he got it from his doctor and then he left it in the back of his Ford Focus in the Arizona summer for six months and then decided to sell it. Suddenly that fish oil is rancid. You Mm. you would be able to smell it. It's compromised. And so you just aren't getting what you're getting. And there aren't the checks and balances on big mobile platforms like that. So that's why you will see it on Amazon and you can buy it, but it will be more expensive to go through their online retailer than to go through your local doctor.
1: Okay. So Metagenics. So if I see Metagenics on Amazon, there's a very high probability, if not hundred percent, that it's just not them. They only sell through their website.
2: You're doing a good job now. And so you want to look at who the the salesperson is. So it'll always tell you who the seller is. And if it is Metagenics, if it says the seller's Metagenics, then you're getting access to the product that you want. It's just going to cost you more. They have to mark it up in order to, because they're working with physicians and physicians are their number one consumer. And if they're undercutting physicians on Amazon, then they're going to lose all those relationships. So you'll, you'll get a better price by not going to Amazon or vitamin world.
1: Okay. And so a question I had is like, okay, so there's going to be a lot of people that listen to this and be like, you know, fish oil is like 10, 12 bucks or whatever, a CVS. And I go to Metagenics, it's like 90 bucks. Are they still better off taking the $12 bottle than nothing? Or, Hey, listen, like you're, you're better off not taking that at all. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Um,
2: I, had this, I had this conversation with my dad like 10 years ago, actually, because he went to his local grocery store it's called Hy-Vee. And I, I was trying to send him, I'm like, just buy this wholesale. I'll give you my physician discount. Just buy my stuff. It's better. And he went to the grocery store and he's like, but this was $9.99 and it gave me 360 tablets. And I was like, oh my goodness. Dad. So what you have to do is you have to do the math on what the cost per unit is. So a lot of times the cost per unit, so you'll, it'll say something like in six capsules, you'll get 100 milligrams of DHA. And so you need a, a 750 milligrams of DHA. Hmm. So you, malt, you have to do the multiplication. and So then it's getting to the point where you are swallowing down so many capsules. It's actually more expensive to buy a cheaper brand And then you're getting all of the additives. So now you're getting all that extra gelatin because you're swallowing 36 capsules a day of the cheaper brands. You're getting Mm -hmm. all of the gelatin, all the preservatives. A lot of these other brands add binders and different things to try to make them have a longer shelf life. And then you're just consolidating all of that. So it's good to get a little bit of fish oil but if you're going to if you want to get fish in your diet and you don't want to invest in a physician grade supplement like really go to Costco and buy frozen Alaskan salmon and eat that that's going to okay. be more bang for your buck than buying a crummy quality fish oil supplement and that and fish oil is one of the ones I'm really particular about just because of the um just because of this whole world that we've been talking about with the metals and the farming of the fish and the quality and the standards, so just eat the fish if you don't want
1: to buy the. I love the fish. Physician grade. Preference. I eat salmon. Yeah, well, cool. so let's say I eat salmon and I buy fish oil. Is there overload, or is it that's just okay? I mean, I don't eat salmon every day, so is that just okay in moderation?
2: It's and the cool thing about salmon, omega-3 fatty acids is that it will increase what's called HDL. I think of it as helpful HDL, helpful cholesterol. Mm. And that's really protective against heart disease and strokes. And it's anti-aging. It's great for the brain. Your brain is mostly fat and water. And so you're using your diet or using wisdom and medicine and food to protect your body. So in terms of overloading, I've been in practice for over a decade and I've never seen that. The only time that we might be really worried about that is medication interactions. And so fish oil is a little bit of a blood thinner. And so that's why they ask people to stop all of their supplements before going in for a surgery or anything where if they're taking like a blood thinner like Warfarin or Coumadin. Um, because there is a blood thinning, but you'd have to take quite a lot. Most people would in order to have that side effect.
1: Okay. And I know we're focusing right now on fish oil. Cause I remember you said how important it is mm-hmm. real quick. What are like some of the main benefits of fish oil?
0: Uh, fish oil is so fish oil feeds what's called the
2: phospholipid bilayer. And the phospholipid bilayer is a fatty layer that surrounds every single cell of your body. And when you look at it, you have a, a hydrophobic head and a hydrophilic tails, and they actually look kind of like little sperm, and it surrounds every single cell of your body. And that is primarily comprised of fatty acids. And you want to have the right amount and the right ratios of fats, because otherwise, those phospholipid bilayers can get they can become dysfunctional and then the brain won't work. Your liver won't work. Your organs won't work. Your, any, anything in your body that has a cell won't work properly. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important for every single cell of your body, especially and including your brain to have proper amounts of fatty acids. And in our diet, unfortunately, most people are deficient in omega-3 and that's what the fish oil is giving you.
1: Okay. And a lot of times, like we take medication, we take pills, all this stuff, and we expect to see results. If I start taking fish oil, I'm going to feel a difference, or is it just, just know something good is happening inside me?
2: That's a really good question. I can tell you when I take fish oil after a couple of weeks, I feel like my brain is less foggy. I notice the effects. Mm. And in fact, I've been doing experiments on myself since I was a medical student where I take different products and just see how I feel. And when I was using the, you know, I was broke in medical school. I was getting whatever I could. And so I would go and buy the, I think it's called the 369 brand. You can get at Whole Foods. And I didn't really notice anything. And then when I switched to metagenics or zymogen or Nordic naturals, I felt more crisp and more sharp. But I can tell you a lot of people don't necessarily notice a difference, but your blood work will show a difference within six weeks.
0: Six Mm -hmm. six weeks.
1: Okay. That's great to know. Cause I'm probably, I'm looking at getting a physical here in the future. And that's something that's, that's wonderful. Whether I get it before I start taking this or after, I would love to know how to, how to compare and contrast. Um, yes. So your
0: HDL will go up.
1: Okay, that's great. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. this is just this is awesome. I am so pumped to, to have you yeah. with this.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: So we focus on fish oil, and you know, a lot of my friends, family, and even myself will go to a CVS or a Walgreens or whatever. We'll get vitamins and B12 or whatever. Is there anything at these stores that you're like, you know what, that is okay to buy there? You don't need to. Buy stuff online through a doctor and all that kind of stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's for me. It's about pros and cons, and
2: sometimes it's just a matter of convenience, and so. I sometimes buy melatonin at CVS because oftentimes, like, melatonin is melatonin is melatonin. As long as they're not adding goofy things to it, like, why do they need to add yellow five and make it golden colored? Like, I don't know. And so, when you're looking at it, I actually have, I'm going to make available a beautiful downloadable file for your listeners. It's called my multivitamin one sheet. And what it has is it has the vitamin. And then it has the best form, it has yucky forms, and then it has how to dose it and then what it might be good for. So that when you're going into CVS and you're looking at the different vitamins that you have that guide. And so if you're looking at that guide and you're like, okay, I really want just like a calcium, magnesium, or I just need a fiber, it's been a, a long week. I need a fiber supplement. You'll have this one sheet. You can open it up in your phone and be like, well, generally speaking, this looks pretty good. And then you can buy it. And then if you're looking at another product and you're like, wow, this is just straight up beta carotene. And this form says that beta carotene is the crappy form. I shouldn't take that. Then you can move on to another product. So I want to empower you and your listeners with a handout so that you can make that decision when you're shopping at the store. This
1: is perfect. I'm printing these out and giving them to my family too. This is wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not to throw any brands under the bus here. Um, and maybe you don't have an answer for this, but is there like a brand, at any of these stores, like a, Talmar, a Target, a Walmart, CVS, all that kind of stuff, that you're like, you know what, they're okay, um, or is there any of them they're like, no, no, stay away from that?
0: Yeah, brands are bad. It's it's the the thing you want to look out for
2: is that a lot of these more corporate brands are trying to increase their revenue. So the prices may not necessarily be better in terms of a cost per unit. And so while they may be fine, like, um, and I'm trying to say, I don't even buy my vitamins at those stores. So I'm trying to, (laughs) if you ask me brands, I can probably give you an opinion. Um, I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, some stores, like I know target carries smarty pants. And so some people they're like, can I get a vitamin that's adequate at, at target? In fact, I was at Costco the other day with my girlfriend and she was looking for a gummy vitamin and I showed her smarty pants. I'm like, but look, this is only 10% of the RDA, which is nowhere close to therapeutic value, which I can talk to you about in a moment. And so you would need to take like 36 of these gummies. So it's (laughs) it's an adequate product, but you have to, it's gonna be so expensive to get to a therapeutic dose. So while the brands may be like pretty clean, it's, they're just, that's the big difference between consumer grade and physician grade is one is going to cover like the bare minimum. And the other one's actually going to get you what you need in order to have a therapeutic benefit.
1: It's almost like, what's the purpose? 36. Like what is so disappointing. It's really, so we should all learn this. (laughs) This is, this is ridiculous. 36, not incredibly profitable. And what are yeah. they filling it with? Yeah. Like what are these additives that they're just throwing in there instead? What what are they?
0: I can, I
2: can talk to you about additives. Actually, I have a whole module on this. I have a class that I created years ago called the Gut Psychology Program. And the whole first module is how to decode labels and cut out the garbage. And so there are there's a whole section on what are the weird additives that they're putting in there? What do they mean? And one example that i tell people is that labels lie and they're legally allowed to be misleading so for example <laughs> um trans fat free so we all know about trans fats right mm-hmm. and so trans fats for the people that, that maybe don't know about it is they're the same thing as partially hydrogenated oils and those cause major problems in for our health And so your label is allowed to say no trans fats. If it's less than a certain amount, I think it's like 4%, if it's less than that, then per serving, then they can say there isn't any. But the problem with that is, is that if you eat more than one serving, then suddenly you're over the limit of what you're allowed to be consuming or what's considered by the FDA to be safe. And you think you're getting nothing, but you're actually getting so much that you're over the limit and the label's allowed to lie. So you really have to understand how to read labels. And I've decoded all of that in the gut psychology program. I'll give you a copy of that for free. And if you think it's valuable, uh, then yeah. you can tell your, your people about it and you know, they can get it for pretty, pretty inexpensively at my site.
1: Hell yeah. I'll um, yeah. Yeah, pop up your website again at the end of this. Yeah. I'll, I'll post it in the link as well. Is this an American problem or is this kind of worldwide?
0: Uh, that's a good question. Um, I don't, so for example, I have patients and, con, and clients around the world. Like I just talked to
2: somebody in Korea and it, so the regulations aren't consistent. So we have the world health organization, which the United States just joined again, like we had withdrawn from the world health organization. <laughs> Welcome Now back. we're back. Welcome back to the world health organization. And so in terms of regulation, there wasn't, there wasn't anything consistent. And so like in Korea, I have a, I have a client in Korea, he has no idea what's in his supplements or his medications. When he gets medications from his doctors, they put them in packets and they don't tell him what it is or what the dosage is. Like we had to like actually open up a packet and look at the pill and look online for like, it's a white pill has a line, it says F on one side. So just depending country by country, it's, it's really confusing.
1: Wow. This yeah. is just mind-blowing. What in mm-hmm. the world? I have another question here. I got many, many questions. So <laughs> this just reminds me of when years ago, I was like, you know what? I should start taking vitamins and multivitamins. So I'd go buy a one a day. First of all, it's not one a day. It says take two a day. And mm-hmm. it took me about a couple of years to figure that one out. And are multivitamins like that, like a one-a-day gummy? What, what's your thoughts on that? What's your opinion? Is it worth it? Yay, nay.
0: So I think about how the body works. And then I, I always like to reverse engineer it. And then, all right, this
2: is how the body works. This is my understanding of anatomy and physiology. And this is what we can do to support that. So metabolically, your body is consuming glucose in order to think in order to get up and walk around in order to set up this podcast equipment in order to take care of your family, walk your dogs, all of those moments, your body is using zinc in order to send things through biochemical pathways. It's using magnesium in almost every single reaction, your Krebs cycle, your Calvin cycle, all of the cycles, your body is using vitamin C. It's, it's, cleaning up oxidative stress. So every moment of every day, your body is metabolizing. So if we think about that, so my body has these reserves and I'm increasing metabolic demand, does it make more sense to just give my body everything it needs in the morning and then hope that it stores it and not give it anything later? Or what if I were to space it out throughout the day, like drinking water? Do I want to function like a camel or do I want to function like a a uh, husky, right?
1: So your huskies, husky,
2: for sure, husky. <laughs> yeah, right, your husky. <laughs> for sure. They have a nice drink in the morning, I imagine, and then they go and play and do their husky thing and then they get a drink later. And it's because the body is constantly met- metabolizing and trying to process things out. So that long explanation to come full circle is a one-a-day vitamin. Most of the time, your body will pull out of that vitamin if it's metabolically usable, by the way, in which most one-a-days are not. Um, it will pull out what it needs in that moment. And then you'll excrete it out either through the urine or the sweat, or you'll use it. And then you don't have anything the rest of the day. Vitamin C is an example of a nutrient that your body metabolizes really quickly. So almost always, when we do a test on vitamin C levels, it'll show that you have no vitamin C because vitamin C, your body will use it all up and dump it, use it all up and dump it. So it's best to take throughout the day.
1: What about, um, vitamin D and because we are in the time of COVID, have you heard about for people who have sufficient vitamin D actually do pretty well with COVID? Have you heard that?
2: Which is something that naturopathic doctors have been saying about viral infections forever in the medical community is like scratching their heads, like, oh, vitamin D works. <laughs> and so the so when you look at a blood test of vitamin D. You're looking at, it's, it's specifically 25 OH total vitamin D is what it is because we can test it different ways. And the range on your lab is going to say like, if it's between 30 and 100, we're happy. But the vitamin D council, which is more of the authority on vitamin D because they're the ones doing all of the research, say that you should actually have a vitamin D between 80 to 100. Mm. And that's what we're aiming for in trying to increase someone's resiliency against infectious disease. And so we're finding that individuals who have good vitamin D stores and their levels are higher, maybe they're taking 5,000 a day just preventatively, then they seem to be more resilient and do better and wear better with COVID. And so I know a lot of people right now that are getting vitamin D either through Uh, The liquid emulsion, or they're taking the supplements in in order to protect themselves, and it's
1: working really well. Now, is it kind of the same as the fish oil? Like, is that a thing you would also like get from a very like highly like valued place?
0: You want to get cholecalciferol, and so there's different forms of vitamin D. There's
2: ergocalciferol and cholecalciferol. So C, the form of vitamin D that starts with the C, the cholecalciferol is better, and so. In terms of getting it, it depends on your body. There's actually genetic changes. It's called a VDR mutation, where some people, when they supplement with vitamin D, their body just doesn't absorb it. They have chronically low vitamin D levels. Mm -hmm. So, for those people, the quality and the way of administration, the way that they take it, they administer it may vary from person to person. So, while you could go to CVS, get a vitamin D that's 5,000, and do well with it, maybe your mom takes 20,000 and her levels on her blood don't change and she may have to get an injection of vitamin D. And the one important thing I wanna make sure that I tell you about vitamin D is that it has to be supplemented with vitamin A, K, calcium, and magnesium. And the reason for that is, is there was a study that was done where researchers gave just straight up vitamin D to the consumer and they found that there's plaque buildup in their arteries. And they're like, vitamin D is terrible. It causes plaque buildup in the arteries. And we know that that's because they were giving it to them incorrectly. And so when we supplement vitamin D appropriately with its cofactors, that it pulls the vitamin D into the tissues and bones like it's supposed to. And that's why when you buy vitamin D get it with a vitamin K. Added.
1: That's great to know. That's great advice. Now, vitamin D is the one you get from sunlight, correct? Yes. Okay. And I know everybody is different. Is there like an amount of sunlight that you're like, you know what, that was good for today, like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, like I should be good with vitamin D or how does that work?
2: I I haven't verified this myself by doing pre and post blood tests, but I had a mentor tell me many years ago that in order for your average Caucasian tone, skin tone person to get adequate vitamin D, that they would need to be in the direct sunlight every single day for 45 minutes completely naked.
1: Wow. Okay. No
2: sunscreen on, by the way. No sunscreen, <laughs> no shade. You gotta be in the direct sunlight.
1: So you get great vitamin D, but you get skin cancer. So
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you
2: can't are, win. So, and I live. I, I practice in Arizona 90% of the time, and I can tell you that most of my patients who I test for vitamin D, their levels are all low because we get in our car we drive to the building, we go inside of the building. If we go outside, we cover a sunscreen and layers. And so we're not getting vitamin D. So really it needs to be supplemented in most people.
1: Okay. And so what is the place or places that people should go to get tests? Like I want to know if I'm deficient in something or another, where would you Mm -hmm. recommend Like, how do I Google who's in my city to do that?
0: You know, there's actually
2: resources and I can find some links for you, but you can there's resources online where you don't have to get a doctor to order your vitamin D test and you can just cash pay for it. And a lot of times the cash pay for vitamin D is less than the insurance rejection rate for vitamin D with your doctor.
1: Great. This is wonderful. Yeah,
2: yeah, I'll get you the link. I have no affiliation with these labs. They're just consumer like Um, maybe lab tests online. I'll find you the link, but yeah, that's really empowering because traditionally people had to go to their doctor and then their doctor didn't want to order vitamin D and then they charge you $250 for this vitamin D test. But my cash pay rate that if I have people who are out of state and they want to do it, I just tell them like, go and get it cash. And it's $25 or less to get it. Oh, wow.
1: Oh, Mm -hmm. especially during a time of COVID, we should all do that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll get you that link and then you can share it with your listeners in the comments. Yes.
1: Wow. Okay. So anybody listening yeah. uh, view in my Instagram post cause there's going to be a lot, a lot of great links for this. Yeah. This is amazing. And so besides fish oil, is there another supplement that most people are somewhat deficient in that we should be looking to take just about daily?
0: You're, you were asking me about coenzyme Q10
2: and we live in a, a world where everybody and their uncle is put on statins. And statins are a category of medications that are used to bring down cholesterol. Originally, cholesterol was seen as a good thing. We had everybody was eating lard and butter. And then we had this big pendulum swing to where fat is very very bad and we all switched over to margarine and vegetable oil and then suddenly that's bad. And so we're kind of seeing this pendulum swing. And in this time, we saw the development of a drug called statin. And the job of the statin is to bring down cholesterol. Mm -hmm. And so they were using that because they were suspecting that cholesterol was causing heart disease. So less cholesterol equals less heart disease was their conclusion, which we've now found is incorrect. Inflammation is the number one cause of heart disease. And the link between inflammation and cholesterol is if you have too much cholesterol and you have inflammation, kind of think of it as like a rough surface, the inflammation on the inside of your vasculature, your blood vessels are rough surface that that cholesterol can stick to. And so then you have the cholesterol fatty acid deposits, which goes back to fish oil, right? You just take your fish oil and eat a good nutritious diet. But when statins were developed, like, oh, we have a great drug that can bring down cholesterol. And so then suddenly we saw that the range of normal cholesterol went down. So people used to be in the 200s and that was considered normal cholesterol. Then these statin drugs came out and suddenly you have to be under 200 of total cholesterol. And then now they're bringing it down to 140. And so the problem with that is, is that statin blocks a pathway to make cholesterol. The pathway is the HMG-CoA reductase pathway. The problem with blocking that pathway is now we can also not make CoQ10. And so CoQ10 is used by every cell in your body. CoQ10 is so necessary to make energy for your cells. It's kind of like we have a a bunch of cars in a car lot and the statin drugs like taking out the batteries so that the car won't start. Mm. CoQ10 is the battery. And so if anybody's taking a statin, they need to be, they must be taking CoQ10. And then there's two kinds of CoQ10. There's ubiquinol and ubiquinone. And so then it gets really confusing, right? It's like, oh my gosh, now, which one do I take? And the prices are significantly different. Ubiquinol, we find is more able to cross the blood-brain barrier. It's metabolically changed. And so it's much more expensive, but the research hasn't shown a huge clinical difference in somebody's health metrics using one or the other. So I have CoQ10 on my website that I personally take. I have CoQ10. I just sorry, hit the mic. I have (laughs) CoQ10 on my website that I take. That is the just the straight up ubiquinone form. It's less expensive and it seems to work really well. And you want to make sure that you're getting 100 milligrams approximately of that every day. And that one, Ryan, I could tell you, I felt like a new human when I got on my CoQ10. My energy was better. My motivation was better. My brain was sharper and faster. So that one, I, I love CoQ10. It's one of my favorite.
1: Okay. So whether you're taking the statin or not, you highly recommend that.
2: Yeah. I'm not taking a statin, but I'm definitely taking CoQ10 because I demand a lot out of my brain. And so okay. anything to make my brain more crispy, I'm down with.
1: Is that a daily, um, vitamin?
2: I take it daily. I do take weekends off. I take vitamin breaks and okay. I think it's really important to do is take vitamin breaks here and there. And so I don't take it on the weekends.
1: Okay. And so, yeah, the CoQ10 was asked actually by my mom, because we were talking about this over the Christmas break. And I was like, yeah, I got to get Dr. Nicole Kane back on to talk about supplements. And she also asked me, she goes, do you know who Andrew Lessman is? And if he's reputable?
0: He's on QBC, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> That's how you know it's from my mom. I had to preface that. It's not me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ryan Shaw, you see? Yeah. <laughs>
2: We want to use the same kind of philosophy with that. We want to look at what specific product he has available and Mm -hmm. use that handout that I'm going to make available to you. And if, if his products have this in the right forms, then that's great. I can tell you, I did look at some of his stuff ahead of time because you were so kind to give me some questions in advance so that I could sound intelligent when I responded (laughs) and He does have some pretty decent products. Like what I look for, just like if, if I have a a client come into my office and I have like 10 seconds to like, is this good or not? Yeah. I look at the B vitamins. Okay. And so when we're looking at B vitamins, you want methylated forms and he seems to have methylated forms, but then he's kind of failing in other places. Like he has like beta carotene instead of mixed carotenoids. So it's kind of like half a dozen of one and six of the other. It's like a pretty middle of the road.
1: Okay, so pretty decent, but not yeah. the ultimate. Okay, and now, I wouldn't
2: put my mom on it, but I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put it on the wall of shame either. I wouldn't take okay. it from them and be like, "Don't take this. This goes up here." You know? Okay.
1: Yeah, this is great to know. I'm gonna make sure she listens <laughs> yeah. to this. And now you mentioned yes. inflammation, um, and the thing that came to my mind was turmeric. Is turmeric something that helps with that type of Inflammation.
2: I love turmeric, especially in the winter. So the really neat thing about looking at supplements is we can go beyond I'm inflamed and I take an anti-inflammatory. We can actually take the wisdom from traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, and different schools of thought to really enhance our understanding of why these things have been used by all sorts of different cultures for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And turmeric is a, it's an herb it's a spice that's other name is curcumin mm. and i use it all the time and it has a couple of properties that i really like one is it's a great anti-inflammatory but it is also warming and so it's winter it's we're doing this recording in january and so when we're cold in ayurvedic medicine we can develop imbalances in our doshas a dosha in ayurvedic medicine there are three there's vata pitta and kapha and two of them are cool it's when we get out of balance we get cold sluggish so for example i am more of a vata type and so when i get out of balance i get cold easily i wear a heated vest everywhere when i'm in the Mm -hmm. midwest and so eating cold things will just make me more symptomatic i'll just get more like my thoughts will race. I'll get more anxious. I won't sleep as well. I'll feel ungrounded. Maybe my digestion won't be as good. And so in Ayurvedic medicine, they would say, take turmeric, eat spicy foods, eat curry, eat warming things, warm the dosha. Mm-hmm. And so taking a supplement that balances your type of constitution, not only are you getting an anti-inflammatory benefit, but you're also getting that constitution benefit that makes you more vital it makes you more fully alive and helps your body do all sorts of things beyond reducing inflammation.
1: Well, how much turmeric would you say you take at a time? And what do you mix it with? Anything? Because it's just not the tastiest of spices to me.
2: <laughs> You're not a curry fan.
1: You can uh, get no. it in a
2: you can get it in a supplement in supplement form. Um I I like to just put turmeric in you can hide it really nicely in smoothies or in spices okay. um mariva is a really good brand i don't have any sort of an affiliation with them but mm-hmm. mariva m-i-r-e-v-a is really good um so if you're aiming like if you're looking at just like oh, i'm going to get turmeric in me and you want to take it as a supplement maybe aim for like 500 to 800
0: milligrams
1: okay People do. Yeah. Cause I've been putting some turmeric in my smoothie and you're right. It masks it pretty well. I don't really taste it, which is excellent because I'm it's, not the biggest fan.
2: I had to warn your, your listeners, tumor stains. <laughs>
1: so Yeah. stains your teeth I, too, right?
2: It, it makes everything yellow. When I was in medical school, I did I did a medicine making class. So I got turmeric root. I got, I was making a tummy tamer. And so you have to do extractions of the plants and I had this jar of turmeric that had been macerating on my counter. And it was basically, it's like soaking for a month in, you know, the certain properties. And I remember I was shaking it to like mix it up to make sure that it was macerating properly. And the top came off and just the yellow exploded everywhere. (laughs) So my counters were yellow. I was yellow. The floor was yellow. It was very hard to get out.
1: Yikes. Well, speaking of staining, there is a grouping of, of, let's say, supplements that I want to talk about more under the stimulants. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. coffee is one that stains and correct me if I'm wrong, but caffeine is the number one consumed drug and or supplement in the entire world, correct?
0: Yeah, we're all drinking.
1: caffeine, <laughs> Especially know.
2: during COVID. We're all like, how can I boost my dopamine? Mm-hmm. How can I get some energy? And we're all feeling so lethargic. And you're right to categorize it as a drug. The caffeine is an incredibly addictive substance.
1: So let's just get your general thoughts on caffeine before I ask a little more specific questions. Are you okay with caffeine and coffee in general?
2: Well, you see me drinking this just so you know this is tea, but I did have a cup of coffee this morning. Okay. And so in terms of caffeine in general, is that caffeine speeds up metabolic processing, right? So we think faster, our heart rate goes faster, we move more quickly. And so what we have to think about is what demand am I putting on my body and am I equipping my body to respond to that demand? So you may have heard in your research or read somewhere that caffeine drains your adrenal glands or it's stressful on your nervous system. And so the adrenal glands, they live in your back on top of your kidneys. And their job is to help you mount a response to do things. Your cortisol from your adrenal should spike in the morning and go down throughout the day. But if you're drinking a bunch of coffee, you're asking your body, like, I need you to spike so much more that we can run a marathon, metaphorically speaking. So the question that we have to ask is, is my body equipped to deal with that? Do I have the adrenal reserves Do I have the health in my cells? Am I getting the magnesium for those chemical reactions? Because if you're not, you're trying to push this conveyor belt faster and faster and faster and you don't have the manpower to keep up. And that's when caffeine can start to create problems is when Mm. we can find we're addicted to it. We get withdrawal if we don't have it. And so it's all about balance.
1: At what point would you say that's way too much caffeine? Is there a certain milligrams or so many cups a day? You're like, yeah, I would stop there.
2: I have, well, so that de- <laughs> depends on the person, right? but I have a 12 year old in my caseload right now. And she was drinking two big gulps a day of iced coffee. And she started to hallucinate. Ooh. And she was seeing spiders places. She was hearing music and she was twitching and jerking and not able to sleep. And so that's very obviously objectively too much caffeine. But then I also spoke with somebody this week who has a teaspoon of coffee every single morning and her body is unable to metabolize it properly. So even that much caffeine is causing her to have some pretty significant side effects and issues. Mm. So we want to look at the individual. So maybe for you and I, we can have a nice cup of coffee, but for maybe you in six years, you'll have five cups of coffee and feel nothing, you know? Mm. So it's, it. I know that's kind of a roundabout, not very specific answer, but that's, that's the best I got.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah. I know. I get everyone's different. Um, and at what mm-hmm. like time of day would you say? Cut the caffeine. We're done. Don't do it no more.
2: I work at, like we were saying in the beginning, I work a lot with anxiety and oftentimes anxiety interferes with sleep. And so I always tell people just stop after one to 3 PM. If you're kind of like on that nine to five rotation Mm -hmm. and you're in the first shift job, just stop after one or 3 PM. Don't drink any caffeine into the night because that can interfere with,
0: with
1: sleep. And what are your thoughts of energy drinks and energy shots?
0: Yeah, you know, I was I was really surprised that Five Hour
2: Energy wasn't terrible. And so, like Five Hour Energy, it's a lot of B vitamins, a lot of B
1: twelve, right?
2: Yeah, and Uh so it's it's trying to energize your cells. But a lot of them, like you're hinting at, they contain a ton of caffeine. And that's why people feel really good. And so if you're going to use energy drinks, try to use something clean. Don't drink Red Bull. Don't drink Monster that has so much garbage added to it. Like that's what? such a bird.
1: I was gonna ask you, like um, what's in there that you're like, no, that's terrible.
2: Let's look up the ingredients.
1: Let's do Uh, it. And I'm actually drinking an energy drink right here. Not one that you said, Uh, one of the Celsius Uh drinks that I kind of like. We can actually go over some ingredients in here too. I'd love to do that. We can
2: go over some ingredients here. So ingredients of Red Bull carbonated water, sucrose, which is a form of sugar that can be quite problematic for people if they have a predisposition to blood sugar spikes and drops, Uh um, diabetes. It also has glucose. So it has more sugar added. It has citric acid, which is another sweetener. It has, um, a little bit of sodium magnesium. It has caffeine. And then it has natural and artificial flavors and it has coloring. And so tons of sugar, it's 39 grams of sugar per serving, which is a lot. That's a lot of sugar. What if someone says, well,
1: yeah, what if someone says I drink the sugar free version, so I don't have to worry about that. What's your, what's your comeback with that?
2: then they're probably getting artificial sugar. So that goes back to the gut psychology program is what does sugar-free actually mean? Mm -hmm. And it means it almost always, when it says sugar-free, that means that it's an artificial sugar. It isn't actually a real sugar, as opposed to if they use different adverbs, like it contains no sugar or no added sugar or naturally occurring sugar. So we have to know what sugar-free means. So if somebody comes to me and they're like, should I drink uh, sugar-free pepsi or pepsi i'm like just drink the pepsi because the sugar-free is oftentimes problematic chemically derived mm-hmm. sugar like aspartame or something like that
1: right okay mm-hmm. keep going what else you got what else is there any other ingredients we should be cautious of
2: other you said other drinks
1: um well i got my drink right here if you want me to let's go pick on
2: yours, yeah.
1: This is supposed to be slightly a little better, hence why I'm drinking it, but I feel like all these things probably are somewhat terrible for you. Um, Let's see here. We have vitamin C, 60 milligrams, absorbic acid, Uh uh, riboflavin, Uh uh, niacin, vitamin B6, 2 milligrams, vitamin B12, Uh 6 MCG.
2: Micrograms.
1: Biotin, 300 MCG. Uh, pantothenic acid, 10 milligrams. Calcium, 50 milligrams. Chromium, 50 MCG. Um, let's see here. We also have a Meta Plus proprietary blend, which is taurine, guarana extract, caffeine, glucoronalacetone, <laughs> maybe, um, okay. ginger, and green tea leaf extract. And then other ingredients. It says carbonated filtered water, citric acid, fruit and vegetable juice for color, sucralose, and natural flavor. It contains 200 milligrams of total caffeine.
0: That doesn't sound bad.
1: Wow! All right, I thought you were gonna. I thought I was gonna dump this out.
0: <laughs> I was prepared to to
2: ruin your day, but. Uh, You know, so the caffeine, obviously you're drinking it for the caffeine, but Mm. caffeine isn't inherently bad. It's all about, are you giving your body what it needs? And what I do like about it is that you do have some minerals in there. You have some B vitamins in there and it's kind of balancing in that. I think you said that there was taurine. Is that what I heard you say? Um, Yeah. Taurine. Taurine. So taurine is an amino acid that's particularly good for the heart. It has a superpower of being really quite nice for the heart. And so I think that's probably added to your formula so that you don't get like heart palpitations. Yeah. So you can take a nice big gulp of that.
1: I just did. That's good to know. But overall, I mean, I'm sure there's things in here that you're like, hey, just that would overall stay away from that. Right.
2: But it was nice that we started with Red Bull because it made yours look really good.
1: Right? (laughs) Thanks for doing that. I can enjoy this now.
2: (laughs) This has not been edited. This is how it really went down.
1: But I imagine like sucralose probably isn't good. Um, The fruit and vegetable juice for color. That's probably terrible, right?
2: I don't mind using fruit and vegetable juice for color because they're using that instead of chemical coloring, like okay. yellow five, red seven. So what's the
1: point? Why color anything? Why do they have to add color to anything?
2: I don't know why they're like, we need it to be pretty. No one's going to drink brown water. You can't
1: even see in the darn can. It's, <laughs> it goes from the can to oh, my I mouth. Agree. I can't even see it. I agree. Okay. Take it out. I don't need it. But from what you've said, this is semi-decent. And you said, um, the five hour energy is decent as well. That's nothing that's going to like kill you. Um, now if I, if I wanted to like stay away from these, you know, energy shots and drinks, what is a good way to like get a boost? If I was like, listen, I'm dragging, I have a big test tonight or I got a big podcast. I got to wake up. Is there a way, a cleaner way to give you a little boost of energy?
0: Yeah. such a good question. I have some, cause I
2: was, I'm going to give you some links. I was thinking about that actually, cause you were asking me about caffeine. And so there's a couple of products that I really like. And again, I have no affiliation with these companies, but if, you know, I exercise, I used to go to a gym before it closed. And these are things that I would use to help increase my exercise capabilities. And so, first of all, I love electrolytes. There's a product by Designs for Health. It's called Electrolyte Synergy. Okay. And when we think about electrolytes, we want all of the things that your body is going to be consuming when you demand more of it. So it's like if you're going to be going for a run with your dogs, give them lots of water mm-hmm. so that they're, you know, because they're going to be using that up. So I love electrolyte synergy. It's going to have a bunch of things. And then branch chain amino acids is used by muscle builders and athletes in order to help their body build tissue, supports the immune system. It gives your cells energy. And so there's a product also by designs for health It's called BCAA powder with glutamine. And so that stands for branched chain amino acids powder, um, I also really like using things like CoQ10, we talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. B vitamins that you talked about in your drink are amazing. And then the other secret, my other secret superpower is L-carnitine. And I think of L-carnitine as like the car that's driving you from point A to point B. It helps your cells carry out reactions so that you can do more things that energizes your brain, energizes your body. So finding products that have those things will generally give you quite a boost.
1: Okay, and like, let's just say I wanted to go to GNC. Is that something you'd recommend for me to do? Like, hey, it's okay okay to go to GNC to look for these things or once again, stick with a more reputable maybe online dealer that you would recommend?
2: You know what it would be fun to do is to do a live where we go into GNC and we look at the different products because honestly, I've never stepped foot into a GNC.
1: Oh, wow. I would love Never. for you to do that.
2: I think that would be interesting because I don't want to, I don't want to throw GNC into the bus when I'm ill educated as to what they're <laughs> carrying. I know that there's a very high likelihood that they have very poor quality products in there, but maybe they have some good stuff and we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater.
1: Yeah. I'm, I imagine some of it is good, but um, yeah, some of it's probably overpriced, terrible for you. Just, you know, the same old CVS, Walmart, whatever. Yes. Um. So all the things that you had said, that shouldn't say I take that. I, I'm gonna feel like a boost. Like, hey, I'm ready to go work out now. I feel really good. Like, I should feel something if I take all that. Yes. Awesome. Most
2: people will feel benefits within 15 minutes. Oh wow. This, yeah, this client who's just sluggish. She just like couldn't get up in the morning. He's just like wanting to drink all the coffee, but he feels really shaky and trembly and heart palpity when he has coffee. Mm-hmm. So we put him on. Uh, designs for health pre-workout electrolytes energy. And it was like night and day for him. And it, we always want to think, well, why do I need the boost? Etiology dictates treatment, right? And mm-hmm. so we want to ask the question of, well, why are you feeling drained? Why are you feeling deprived? Are you not getting enough sleep? Is it poor sleep? Do you need more magnesium? Are your cells, are your, is your statin blocking your cells from making CoQ10? And so we want to treat the cause, but then of course, giving your body a little boost is wonderful at the same time.
1: So I got two more questions before I let you go. Hopefully I can get both of them out of you. Um, so while we're on stimulus, I do take a pre-workout occasionally on off. It's never just consistent. Would you stay away from those in general? Or is it something you want to see the ingredients before you say that? And I do me pre-workout like a GNC pre-workout. You get the tangles from like the beta alanine. Um, yeah. There's probably a lot of fillers in that.
2: I want to see the ingredients. I mean, there's there's a a couple that I've used that are that my girl my girlfriend's really into. She's like, hey Nicole, let's go exercise. And she'll like give me a little bit of her pre workout and just like buzzing from all the stuff they put in it. And some of them are really crummy, and some of them are actually pretty good. So send me the
0: link, and I can do like a little live.
1: Can I read some right now to you?
0: Yeah, let's Let's do it. it.
1: Let's do, it. do um, it. Okay, so I got I got it up. So I take C4, which is a pretty common one. So I, I roll down, I scroll down to the ingredients. We have vitamin C as exorbic acid, niacin, vitamin B six, folic acid, vitamin B12, calcium, carnosin, beta alanine, arginine, alpha, keto. Glutarate, and it says C4 ripped blend. So obviously, this is their little mix, which is L car- L-carnitine, tart tartrate, green coffee bean extract, capsimax cayenne fruit extract, coleus <laughs> for, for scoli root extract. That's for fat metabolism. Okay. And this says explosive oh. energy blend, which is N acetole, tyrosine, caffeine, anhydrous, velvet bean, seed extract. And real quick, other ingredients says citric acid, natural flavors, malic acid, sucralose, calcium silicate, silicon dioxide, aces, acesulfame, potassium. FDNC Red Lake Number Forty, which is probably freaking terrible.
0: Oh, yep.
1: And then FDNC Red f- Number Forty and FDNC Blue Number One.
0: They're trying to make it pretty for you.
1: And that's probably terrible stuff to take in,
0: terrible.
1: right? Terrible. Oh, okay.
0: Some of, the, some of the ideas are good, but so
2: vitamins. C. I think you had ascorbic ascorbic acid in there yeah 250 you milligrams. want to have you want something that's got more buffered vitamin c or ascorbal palmitate and then b12 i think you said
0: cyanocobalamin
1: so it says and vitamin b12 as methylcobalamin
0: methyl's good the methylcobalamin okay. is good does it have methylfolate or does it have folic acid
1: um folic acid 250 mcg
0: so just basic
2: rda is 400 of methyl mcg so it's it's kind of like if i was you know rating it and like we hit the button and the happy is like it goes all the way across to the right and it's like it's green and beautiful and wonderful and then like if there's like a sound and it's in the red zone
0: uh-huh i
2: would say it's like pink it's kind of like reddish to pink like it's not okay horrible but you better off don't i'm gonna send you i I just you're just taking such high concentrated doses of things that might be jamming up your Mm. your machine Mm. and i don't love that you're getting the food coloring it's so unnecessary you don't need it to be pretty
1: all right i I got my kick in the pants we're gonna find you a better one Yes, let's do it. Because I would love a boost before working out. Just like you said, sometimes you, it's a long day at work. You're like, I want to go to the gym. I got to go. I feel good. But I really can use a little pick me up mm-hmm. to, to get through it. Um, so we're talking stimulants on the last subject. I would love to talk because you're really great with anxiety and with sleep. Is there any supplements that you would recommend to help calm somebody down, sleep better, get rid of anxiety at night? My favorite.
0: Sleeping support is happy, sleepy powder. It changed my life. When
2: I was building my business as a baby doctor and having zero self-awareness and zero self-care, I stopped sleeping. I was anxious. I was having like a constant panic attack or I felt like my body was on fire. It was like, like you have a grill and there's a coal in the grill and you take that and you put it in my rhomboids and put it in my skin and my body is on fire. And I was restless and I was like crying constantly. And I was just like begging for the divine. Just take me. I'm so miserable. And I didn't sleep for it. It was awful. It was awful, Ryan. this is why I call myself an anxiety freedom warrior. So i been there. I get it. Mm. And what helped me the most, honestly, was happy, sleepy powder. And. Happy Sleepy Powder, you can buy all of the ingredients at your local health food store and, or you can buy them at Sprouts or Whole Foods, or you can buy them on Amazon. I have them on my website, but really, if you have somebody who's listening right now and they're, I can't sleep, I'm so anxious. I just need an answer to so have an ask their doctor about mm-hmm. using the ingredients in Happy Sleepy. And there are five and it's an inositol. It's taurine, which we talked about. It's good for your heart palpitations, right? It's glycine, theanine, and phosphatidylserine. And they work to increase GABA. GABA is a relaxing neurotransmitter. And when we're anxious, oftentimes we have insufficient GABA, right? So it helps bring up that relaxing GABA. So that'll help you sleep, right? are relaxing. It's bringing down anxiety. It helps you sleep. And then it also brings down cortisol, so, cortisol, we were talking about earlier from your adrenals, is that fight, flight, freeze, flop, fawn mm. neurotransmitter hormone that puts us into a state where we are agitated and we can't rest, we can't sleep. And so, it brings down the cortisol, brings up the GABA. And that's my favorite. I also have uh, something on my website called Calm on Command that's quite a lot less expensive because it's only two things versus Happy Sleepies 5. And that works really well too. And that kicks in fast as well. Both of them, people should see results within 12 to 15 minutes. It's quite fast.
1: Wow. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And finally, we brought up melatonin before. Now I have heard that melatonin doesn't necessarily help you sleep. It helps kind of get your, I don't know, like if you travel with time zones, it kind of gets you back in your time zone or whatever. Can you like help, (laughs) explain melatonin and why somebody would take melatonin
0: so our pineal
2: gland in our brains it's like right here in the center of our brains releases melatonin when it's dark and then when the sun comes back up the the sun the blue light inhibits the pineal gland from releasing melatonin and so the body is very cyclical we have our sleep, we have our wake, women have their menstrual cycles, we have the lunar cycle. Like the, this world is just very cyclical. The sun goes up, the sun goes down. It repeats that. There's the, you know, all of the things, right? And so what melatonin does is that if we're using a bunch of blue lights, like our phones or our screens, and we're not wearing blue light blockers, is that the pineal gland is getting data that the sun is still up. So it's not releasing melatonin, but there's something really goofy that happens in the winter too, is that we find that the nights are so much longer and the amount of daylight is so much shorter, right? So we have all of this darkness and it's causing our brains to release more and more melatonin. So people are sleeping more, they feel more depressed. And if we actually look at the chemical pathway to make melatonin is it's broken down from serotonin. So you start with serotonin and then your body goes through a process so that the pineal gland can make melatonin. So now in the winter, we have more people, they're sleeping more, they're more tired because there's more melatonin. And then they may see relative drops in their serotonin. And then we feel depressed and we get seasonal affective disorder. So what can happen if serotonin goes down is then we can stop sleeping because we don't have enough serotonin. We're agitated and anxious. And then if we take more melatonin, like you're saying, Ryan, it just makes us a thousand times worse. We're more groggy, we're more depressed. It's mm-hmm. not helping the solution. So, my favorite strategy is to use a blue light in the morning. You can go on Amazon and search for a happy light. And most of the happy lights they have on there are totally adequate, they're great and then use that for 15 minutes in the morning because what that's going to do is even if it's cloudy and gray and dark outside you put that blue light in your face you know as you're getting ready for your day next to your computer you're going to be communicating to the pineal gland, it's time to shut down no more making melatonin this daytime so then it mm-hmm. will stop pulling from serotonin your serotonin will go up your energy will get better okay so that's that's my thesis on melatonin.
1: Well, so what situation, who should take melatonin under what situation?
2: People who have chronic melatonin demand issues. So if you're a lot of times like the elderly, uh, we've depleted melatonin stores. There's a test called the Dutch test that I run sometimes where you can actually measure melatonin release and so if you measure somebody and oftentimes the elderly have more of this issue and you see that they have low melatonin then you want to treat the cause and give them melatonin also melatonin is one of the best antioxidants that we have and so some oncologists who are cancer doctors they'll actually use really high doses of melatonin i'm like talking 35 35 milligrams plus mm. to help protect the body from the effects of pre-radical damage and so if somebody has a, a huge amount of toxic exposure, huge amount of stress, they have like your jet lag or they're in a second, third shift for their job and they need that that cycle correction, mm-hmm. melatonin might be a good solution for them.
1: Okay. That's great. I'm glad to clear that up because I know people are like, Oh, you're not sleeping well, just pop some melatonin. I'm like, I don't think it really works like that. There's a little more to right. it.
2: There's more to it. Pop a That's my go-to.
1: What is that? Say it again.
2: Theanine L-theanine. Uh, that's part of the happy sleepy powder. That's okay. my go-to. Like if I, have somebody who can't sleep, I'm like, just go get a little bit of theanine. It's really cheap. You can get it at CDS Okay. and 200 to 800 milligrams is quite helpful, especially if you've racing thoughts that are stopping you from sleeping.
1: Awesome. Honestly, like, I know you have to get rolling here, but I would keep you for another five hours and keep asking you questions. So maybe, maybe we'll continue this and I'm sure I will have you back on soon. You're, you're always a blast and you're, you're a freaking encyclopedia, (laughs) you know, everything. A, I
2: don't talk about what I, I try not to talk about what I don't know. Wasn't it Socrates that said like, he who knows less says less. And that's better than proving to people that you don't know anything. But of so course you
1: would know that. But, of course, you would know, he said that, right? <laughs> I you, talk
2: to you every day. You're so flattering.
1: <laughs> Cause you know, everything. Well, you really do. Is this is amazing. We've had two podcasts and they're both just full and full of information and you know, I have a genuine curiosity of supplements, and I know I'm not the only one. There's just a lot of misinformation out there. And I really believe we help clear a lot of that up. There's obviously so many more. Maybe we'll get there at some point in the future, but we, we, we helped a lot today to clear up a lot of that. So um, is there anything before I let you go that you would like to share as like a final advice when looking for supplements?
0: To encourage people that you're
2: doing a good job, you're getting the information, you're researching, you're trying, and that's amazing. And I think that supplementation is really important, especially because we live in a society where we're not rotating our crops, we're depleting our soils, we're not doing the things that we need to do environmentally to make sure that the food is as nourishing as it used to be, say, in the 1950s. And so unfortunately, we're seeing that with GMO foods and where you have a larger banana, but less nutrient density that we just have to supplement nutrition. And I know it's incredibly overwhelming and it can be really, you feel like you have to have a PhD in order to not kill yourself with improper supplementation. Um, but if you want to if you want to learn more, really good re- the University of Michigan. Michigan. has some good information. Mm. and then of course I'm happy to share anything that I can and just fight the good fight, find something that you find a doctor, find a helper that you trust. And instead of going down the well and like getting lost in Dr. Google is ask for some good resources so that you can feel really good about it.
1: And ask and honestly like look at your website, look at your Instagram. and so let's go ahead and get those for the people. I'll post, I'll post the links in the Instagram as well.
0: Yeah,
2: I'm Dr. Nicole Kane. And so it's D-R-N-I-C-O-L-E-C-A-I-N. And so if you just search that, you'll find I have a Facebook, I have a YouTube channel with tons of free information, like thousands of hours of information. I have an Instagram. I have like five really dumb videos on TikTok, which are not useful to anybody, but (laughs) I have that. Um, But I'm really happy. Also, I have a, I have a warriors group and I'm in there engaging with people and answering questions all the time. And so if any of you listening, if you want access to me where you could just be like, Hey, what did you say about CoQ10? Or Hey, do you have a favorite brand of fish oil? I answer those questions on there and it's totally free. The community is intended to be a place where we can pursue health and wellness together. My jam is anxiety but you don't have to have anxiety to be a part of the community. So that's on Facebook. And if you just go to Dr. Nicole Kane in the search, you'll find my Facebook and the link to find that private group and apply is in there. And again, it's free.
0: Check it out.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Please do that. You're a great follow. The content is amazing. Obviously this is just a small portion of what you have to offer. So everybody, please do that. Follow her and follow me at the pursuit of happiness podcast on Instagram like I said, I'll post this episode, all the links, all the links that you supply me, I'm putting up there because it's crazy good information. I, I'm beyond thrilled to have you on again. I'm going to have you on again. I promise I'm going to bother you in, in the future, but I'll hold um, you to it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. It's good. fantastic. But until then we can wrap this up right now. And, uh, thank you so much. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. I really appreciate your time. Hope you enjoyed listening to all the information Dr. Nicole Kane gave for us today. That was amazing. If you've enjoyed this episode or previous episodes, I ask that you just taking moment, subscribe to my podcast and give me a rating, and you will be notified as soon as a new episode is posted Also, I have a website coming very soon with all of my previous podcasts, more information, and more links. Look forward to seeing you there.